Mama, I got bad news, bad news. I've been rolling with some bad dudes, bad dudes. I've been trying to get a bag to, a bag to. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Ashes to Awesome podcast, Rising in Recovery. Our podcast provides light, hope, and understanding about addiction and mental health to those living within that life and the people who love them. Today's episode is brought to you by Revolution Recovery, helping men recover and become their best selves through support and treatment. They've been there and they understand. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Kaleidoscope Wednesday on the Ashes to Awesome podcast. I'm your host, Chuck LaFlange, and with me, of course, at Virtual Studio, halfway around the world, Ryan Bathgate. How are you doing today, Ryan? Uh, I'm, um, you know, I'm pretty, I'm well rested. Um, okay. Yeah. Got some golf in on the weekend. Uh, took the kids to the pool. I'm, I wanted to get at some yard work, but you know, you know, rain season here. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Didn't really get well, a chance. Well, it is here too. Cause it's monsooning outside right now. It is absolutely yeah, that, monsooning. Yeah. I've always wondered, like, I, you know, I know, I know what it's like here. We're in a rainforest here in, in lower mainland. Yeah. And, uh, and, and on the Island was the rainforest as well. Strathcona. And I know like that downpour is cool, but I, you know, you look at like Forrest Gump or Platoon and like that's rain. Like that is a downpour. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. So it is I always thought it'd be cool rain. to have that kind of like 25 degrees in that rain. Yeah. Be, I don't yeah. know. It'd be nice. I, I quite enjoy it myself when it rains. Um, like Love if rain. it's lightly raining, I won't even, like, I just don't care. I'll just act like it's not there because it's, to me, yeah. it's a break in the heat. Right. You know, yeah, totally. when it's raining like this, maybe not so much, but I like the after effect. That's for sure. It's everything is you just cooled down like, for like 20 minutes. You know, it's nice. I have, um, I had a correlation or, or, or an epiphany once when it was raining. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was, so sitting at, the, I lived in this place in Killarney down in Vancouver and I had, I'm sitting on the couch and my dog would sit beside me. I'm staring out the window and I'm watching the rain. And I'm thinking like up to myself, like, this is really peaceful. Mm-hmm. And then it, mm-hmm. it occurred to me that rain is like sadness. And okay. if I can be sad and at peace at the same time, then why yeah. would I ever fear sadness and not see it as a beautiful process? You oh, know what I mean? Okay. And so yeah. it really taught. And then, and then, so like he, it was actually massive because it changed my goal for my yeah. life goal, going from whatever it was at the time, success, whatever to, to peace. I just want to live in that peace. And I realize that peace isn't really an emotion. It's a, it's a trait. It's a state of being. Okay. And so I can maintain peace while experiencing any emotion. Fair enough. Eh? Yeah. 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 You know what that I mean? Like I can be peaceful yeah. and sad. I can be peaceful and happy. I can be peaceful and uh, content. I can be peaceful and joyous. I can be, I can be peaceful and insufficient. But angry. Well, angry is not really emotion. It's a, it's a shield. It's an armor. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, like that that was the first thing I thought was, well, anger doesn't work. But I was like, no, anger doesn't really qualify as an emotion. No. Okay. It's a it's the result of emotion. It's a protector of an emotion. Yep. Yep. Let's see yeah. if I get the light a little bit better here. Because holy cow, is that ever dark, eh? Jeez. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I don't know. Oh, that's sick better. hat you got there though. I like the huh? it's all right, eh? Really, and it's really it's, does it's, it's out lately. One hundred percent legitimate. You know, right? Yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. That's actually hey, the shirt hey, is real, hey. so yeah, you know. <laughs> I got, I got one for you. Yeah. Do yeah. you remember? This just came to me now. You showed up at my house with your brother, and you're like, "Check out this sick hat I got." And we both look at it, and we're both like, "Raider." <laughs> oh, it was supposed yeah. to be. It was supposed to be a Raiders hat, yeah. and you didn't even notice that, that yeah. there was no S yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to say this doesn't say Adidas, right? So, yeah. Yeah. They're just, they're really great deals on brand name stuff here in Thailand. Yeah, man. Really stylish yet practical. It's, it's, uh, it's amazing they can sell them with that lower price. Yeah, it really is. I don't understand how. Hard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Believe me. Look. Right. Yeah. yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah so, I, I can yeah, afford a Hublot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty crazy, man. It's pretty crazy, but um, yeah, yeah, man. The adventure continues here. It's uh, geez, I can't believe how hard it's raining out there. That's crazy. Um, my ice bath. I went. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that video on Facebook yet. The second one. No, haven't. Sorry, you know, I never even saw the first one. Time. So I, I know you don't have to qualify. I saw a couple of them. Like when I see them, I'll, yeah. I'll watch them. But of course you will. Yeah. yeah. So the first yeah. one, I went a minute and fifteen seconds. Like no, unbelievably too long. hard, right? No, it was it was yeah. good. It was good. What's really cool is if you listen to the video, 
there's um, Guy and Stacy, two of the support staff here. And Guy is like, he's kind of the ice bath guy. That's kind of his thing, right? One of his things. He is in the unbelievably, they are walking me through this. It's a kind of support that, that is just, it's amazing, right? Like they're talking me through the breasts and they're, they're making me feel safe. Okay. It's, it's yeah. something else really to check out. Um, and I, I think it speaks to a, the environment here at Yatra, um, which I can't speak enough good things about. Mm-hmm. So I can't say enough good things. Yeah. You're wearing and, it. You look, and, you look, you look, you look uh, better. Thank you, man. Thank you. I, right. You know what I mean? Like you look, yeah. um, uh, the energies as that of one on an enlightened journey. And it's, and I'm just starting out to a, eh? you know, and thank yeah, you for that's, that. And so, that's why I said journey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the other but thing no, that no, really yeah. got me, <laughs> go ahead. Hmm? Well, it's just like, I hate cold, anything, I hate it. But <laughs> it is interesting that using support and safety can really nurture us through just about anything, including excruciating cold. Because I'd rather go through emotional pain than deal with ice man. Thanks. Right. And I've I've had borderline frostbite in my lifestyle, being homeless and all that stuff a couple times. (laughs) Yeah, right. And it gets and after that it gets worse forever, right? Like it's forever. You're like you're forever scarred by that, like physically scarred in that cold hurts faster forever. Yes, so, like, like my toes were on fire yeah. for half an hour coming out of yeah. there. Like, it was just, it was oh, wow, yeah. But the other thing it speaks to, and, and I really, I, I made a correlation there. If it, you know, I'll steal your word for a minute there. <laughs> the support, and you just kind of spoke to it yourself, right? The support that it took me to get here to go through this in the first place. The support emotionally, financially, all of those things, man. Like, the, the support it took me for to get here and to be in a place where I can grow and heal. And by extension, help more and more people the way we we're trying to do now, right? That that's all because of the support, right? And it just you know I, I was thinking about that, and I got a little emotional as I tend to do when I thought about you know like it's amazing, man. It's absolutely amazing, right? You know. So mm-hmm. that said, I'll take this as a moment to be a little shameless. Um, still way far off my goal. Going to be on my own here in Thailand pretty quick. <laughs> just like the days are counting down. I'm still trying to figure that out. So uh, the GoFundMe is still open, guys. If uh, if you got anything else to give, or you know, if you can contribute, I really appreciate it. Shy of that, sharing the the GoFundMe link really does help me. You know, get it in front of as many people as we can. And and lastly, and it's most certainly not leastly, the words of encouragement that are coming are. I read every single comment. I look at everything that comes through, and uh, I take it personally in a really good way. So thank you to all each and every one of you for you know what you've done and what you might do in the future. Stuff. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So um, there's that shameless little plug out of the way right away, right? So, um, and you know what, Ryan? Before we get into the meat of this episode, there's something I want to do. Uh, Norse. <laughs> so to our listeners, yeah. we, we run a Norse commercial that's quite startling at times. Um, I'm not going to do it inside <laughs> these episodes anymore. We've got some, some feedback <laughs> from one or two or maybe more people that have said, yeah, not really the great environment for that episode. It's like, it just, it just comes at you a hundred mile an hour punch to the face when it, when it's interrupts one of these episodes specifically, right? Cause they're supposed to be yeah. a little more relaxed and conducive to, you know, growing and all that stuff. So we're not going to run that commercial. Yeah, I hope here. you're like, you're like yeah. in deep thought and process. And then just like, wham, like a mantra. <laughs> right. It's like bringing an air horn into yoga, right? You know? Oh yeah. Totally, yeah, so, like contemplating the universe and then, <laughs> whoa. So we're not going to do that anymore. Hit by an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's the metaphor. That's yeah. the metaphor. To be hit right. by an, yeah, and like, honestly, <laughs> like, I didn't even, I, I, didn't, I never heard it, but I heard some feedback. Like, hey, yeah, man, that, yeah. like, I thought I, was, I thought I was getting, like, raided. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> right? So and, and, uh, I so love I the commercial. When I was listening to it, I was driving. <laughs> And I literally like jumped out of my seat, like, whoa. So I was like, so, okay, I get it. Okay. <laughs> I think that commercial has a great place in other episodes. I don't so think do it's I. the one for here. So I think I. the fact that it gets your attention like that is a great thing. But <laughs> in this particular setting, we're not going to do it anymore. But what we are going to do, we're going to have to do is like, we're going to talk about Norse every time for a minute or so. Here's why. Sure, yeah. To me, Norse, and for those of you that don't know what it is, it's uh, the uh, National Overdose Response System. They users can call in when they're using and maintain connection with somebody either throughout their use or have a plan in place that they will call back after X amount of time 
they don't, the Norse volunteer will call them, make sure they're okay. If they don't answer, then they enact an emergency plan that is formulated by the user and the Norse volunteer. So it doesn't mean they're going to send EMS to your house. It means the first thing they're going to do is they're going to call your buddy who might live next door and has Narcan. They're going to call, you know what I mean? They're right. going to do this in yeah. a progressive way until they have to call EMS or something like that. So if you're a user, yeah, so like, it puts you in control of what's going to happen because nobody wants the flashing lights and shit outside their house. And I think that prevents a lot of people from, from, from doing something like this, right? I agree, so, yeah. You know, Especially if you have yeah. any history with, any, with institutions, you know, whether they be life-saving yeah. institutions or not. Yeah, or, or people. Yeah, so I, yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm learning about this as we go. I know we have uh, something similar to that here, and offline, actually, I'm going to meaning to talk to you about that. Yeah, um, yeah. but uh, I might have a really good guest um, for okay. you. Okay, okay. Well, you know, I love the guest, uh, but I, ha- I haven't made the, I've made contact, but I haven't solidified anything, so I'm not going to bring it up right now. Okay, uh, but okay. really cool. I think, and, and like you said, I think like they need volunteers, they need help. And that, that's and, why, uh, that's what the commercial's about, yeah. right? They're always looking for funding, yeah. but I don't think our listeners are going to be, if you're going to fund something, I got to go fund me. So never mind, Norris. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Priorities. Not really, kind <laughs> of. <laughs> but the thing about volunteering for Norris is you can do it with like, it's it's as much time as you want to give. You sign on when it works for you because you happen to have an extra hour today. You sign on, you sign off when it stops working for you. So it's not like you're making a commitment. You're trying to mix it in with the kids and the wife or the husband and, and life and work. It's, you know what? I feel like giving today, so I'm going to sign off, right? And it's such a small imprint, footprint on your life can have a giant impact on the lives of others. Well, just Quick think step. about that. You know, you sign in for, you sign right. in for an hour. Yeah. And yeah. you take you save a call life. and yeah. save a life. Right, that and easy. You, you and know. that easy, and they are desperate for volunteers. Do you know how many volunteers there are in the Vancouver area? Two, uh, two, because you went two. like this. Yeah, yeah, I did. Like I did. I did. I kind of, <laughs> kind of some. Yeah, for the listeners, the I, for, it, for yeah. the for the listeners that aren't watching, I kind of stuck up my two fingers in the middle of asking yeah. the question. Right, so um, <laughs> gave me the answers. Yeah, yeah, but he's a test guy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, two in all of Vancouver. If you can imagine, and it's not that if you volunteer in Vancouver, you're going, you're you're in Vancouver for the volunteer process. I mean, once you sign on, it could be anywhere in in the country. But it's just to think yeah. that so much of the epidemic is happening right there, and there's only two people from it. like this is nuts, right? You know. So where, where would I go if I wanted to volunteer? Norse.ca, N-O-R-S.ca, and they've got all the information okay. right there, right? So if you go to um, our, our website, to a2apodcast.com, it's, there's, there's a banner ad up there as well, you know, on, on the footers if you're on mobile and, and on the sidebar and the footers if you're, on, uh, if, if you're looking at the desktop. It's, it's quite obvious that it's there. And Attica, of course, our, our co-host on the Weekend Ramble, is a, is a flag wave and volunteer for Norse, right? So she's, One of the two. she dedicates... Yeah, she's uh, she's all over it, and I, there's other programs like it in the country. Um, if anybody knows anything about me on a personal level, they know that I'm not a big fan of anything government run. I don't think the government typically does a great job of administrating things and spending money. Um, so some of the other programs are run by provincial governments. This is all privately run, right? Mm-hmm. So that means when you give somebody a dollar or an hour, you're actually getting that dollar or the hour out to the end user, or as at least as high percentages as possible. The challenge with anything government run is when they take a dollar twenty cents makes it out to the end user, right? Because of admin and all that stuff. So that's why I push this particular um, uh, organization over some of the other outfits that are out there. That's you know that's why I'm trying to encourage them. And there's there's actually some really cool history, not cool history, interesting history. I think is a better way to say that. The founder Rebecca passed away from overdose. She relapsed. She passed away. And she started out with a cell phone, right? Yeah. Um, she, uh, yeah, she started out with a cell phone in the Toronto area, I think it was, and um, uh, was just telling people, hey, give me a call if you're using a loan. Don't use a loan, right? And she grew it into a national thing, of course, which uh, Dr. Monty Ghosh is a part of. And her sister, Lisa, is now runs it in, in, as she passed, right? You know? Right. So cool. yeah, yeah. So like legacy. Yeah. 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 Right. So she often says her sister would shank her if she didn't do a good job of running that. So right. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, so we get that out of the way. I know that was a bit of a long-winded talk about them and a little longer than a minute. But that said, guys, uh, if I'm not going to scare you out of your seats and hit you in the face with an ambulance, <laughs> then that's what we're going to do, right? And hey, if, you, if you're going to kill some time, then what better way to kill some time than talking about Norse, right? So, yeah. And you know what? If you'd, if you'd prefer the siren... Let us know yeah. in the comments. Hey, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I'll run a siren any day. I love it. I love that commercial. I had it built into the intro at one part. You got Tom knows it's bad news, bad news. <laughs> Let's start this off the right way. Get your fucking attention. So, yeah. yeah hey, that man. intro song has some good bass, man. That comes up real nice in my I truck. Love it. Tell you. I still love it. And yeah. I like we're, we're on almost 200 episodes. Okay? We're almost there at 200 episodes wow. right now. And I've been running that song since day one. And I'll tell you, I love it still. Still, I listen to it on, on my personal and it's on my playlist. And, you know, right? so. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah well, you say hey, some, wow. some cool stuff. Was that Black Ash? Do that promo okay, for the Black yeah. Ash radio thing? You check that out. That yeah, was, that was, cool. that was yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I thought I did a really good cool. job of that. Some radio voice action yeah. in there. Uh, you came yeah. on the live feed. What's the thing? We talked about that. <laughs> yeah. What's that? <laughs> you came well, on the live feed. Black Ash. Yeah, your, yeah uh, the radio, radio voice. voice. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. It's so impressive. that's going to be on again this Friday as well. Uh, we've got uh, Sean Young from Recover Out Loud podcast. Sean's quite the young character. Sean's quite the character indeed. He's uh, he was uh, ex marine, um, or two. I shouldn't say ex marine. I think he was army. He was army. Um, four deployments, three of them in Iraq, or three of them in Afghanistan. Some crazy PTSD that he suffers from. Um, so yeah, he started his podcast. Marines, he's, he's, Navy, isn't it? Yeah, that's why I, I switched it up and said it was Army, yeah. right? So, yeah, Army, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what a great guy! So he, his his episode with me is going to be dropping here too next week. Um, so Friday he's cool. going to come on, and of course, one of my favorite humans ever um, is Rich Johnson from uh, Rosecrest Services out of uh, Florida. He also has a, a podcast called Rosecast. Um, he's come on the show now a bunch of different times. So he's an interventionist. He's you know. And he's far from your typical interventionist. He's just got this huge, huge heart. Um, not that. Yeah, to, to be honest with you, like, yeah. I don't think I've ever met an interventionist that actually fits the mold of what I thought an interventionist was. You know what's funny about that, brother? The 12 step guests that we have on. There's this constant fear that somebody's going to come on and say, 12 steps, no steps. It's going to be an argument. It's going to be a. <laughs> Every single one of them that has come anywhere near the show has been like, whatever works for you, man. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So well, it's this preconceived it's shit in our own minds that, that gets us to these places and you know apply that. To be honest there. with you, I think like it's a lot of legacy thinking. Uh and yeah. like since since 2016 when the opioid epidemic was uh named or labeled an epidemic. Maybe it's better. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, and people start you know, like people are people are dying. And I think at that point people are looking at like, okay, you know, steps are nothing. Uh, maybe that's not going to be yeah. as effective and it, you know like a, a lot of that shame-based theory seems to be dissipating and there's a lot more open minds i mean that's what i right. right. i haven't been part of the recovery community since before 2016 so yeah. my my history of it is uh is uh you know there, there's there's a myriad but there's definitely uh some of those philosophies that are black and white very linear yeah. and and yeah. You know, and so I'm not, and, not and my I think favorite, you're right. but he, I think we have grown past most of, most of that. I stuff, do too. Right? And you know what? If people are going to make time yeah. for my opinions, I need to make time for other people's opinions, whether I like it or not. Fair enough. Hey, well said, man. Well said. You know, so. yeah. I don't know. Boss used to say, love your idea for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice. That speaks to ADHD right there, folks. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> woo, look at that. Where oh, are my car keys? Chris had an idea. Do it. The next 24 hours is that idea. There is nothing else in the whole universe than that idea for 24 hours. And then uh -huh. it gets put on a back burner somewhere and we never look at it again. And put on the ADHD yeah, procrastination the express. Right. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And a lot of back burners on that. A lot, story, of, a lot of back burners. Not many front yeah. burners. One. Right. You got right. one front so. burner. <laughs> anyway, listen, we've killed 20 minutes, man. Um, I know. So what we got? Ten minutes well, for theory, and you know my thoughts on on uh, on organic conversation, right? So I'm not uh, yeah, I'm not so my just, just talking like, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and I mean today, I don't know. You know, I, I here's I there were some things that came up for me in the ramble, um, yeah. Yeah. that I that I kind of wanted to just kind of I don't know maybe I I found myself wishing I was part of that conversation. To be honest with you, 
you know, that's typically what happens with my yeah. Yeah. arrogant self, you know. Um, <laughs> Your words, not mine. I like, yeah. Okay. You know, it, it's ironic because in my microphone, I turn my, 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 my voice off in my ears, which would surprise most because you think I'd love to hear my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> i'm of the same mind i can't stand it i cannot like i okay. cannot run a show with my own voice in my ears i can't do it no. to be honest no. with you like even listening to my own shows i like when we when we do a yeah. show and i listen to myself i'm like oh you didn't say that well that's you, because oh, you have voice oh. envy of yours truly <laughs> yeah. right? everybody we discovered <laughs> on the live feed that every- one of the best ways to reduce stigma is with education if you still have questions that we haven't answered on today's show, you can learn more about Together We Can's education group at twcrecoverylife.org. Hi, everybody. This is Carl with today's public service announcement about naloxone, or as it's more commonly known, Narcan, a medication that can help save the life of somebody experiencing an opioid overdose. Did you know that in 2021, opioids were responsible for over 7,000 deaths in Canada and 106,000 deaths in the United States? These numbers are staggering, but there is hope. Narcan is a medication that can reverse the effects of an opioid overdose and help save a life. Narcan is available for free at participating pharmacies and harm reduction centers across Canada and is also available without a prescription at most pharmacies in the United States. Now I know most of you won't be around people using opioids, but you never know when it will be around you, and you could save the life of someone who is loved of yours and truly. Everybody, we discovered on the live feed that everybody has voice envy, right? So, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah which is sometimes I shock myself with the stuff that comes out of my mouth. Yeah, well, you know, I've heard the odd thing lately that's shocking. Anyway, we had that conversation pre recorded. Um, yeah. What about the ramble caught your attention, my friend? Uh, so, you know, first of all, the title itself is like so bang on, you know, like. There's oh, no reductions. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, right. And, and that was, that and, was Lisa called me out on the live feed on that. Right. And then we, you know, kind of jumped so, in. And, and so, like, yeah. so, I think, like, I look at it as a spectrum or, you know, like, uh, I guess I'm going to use the word spectrum because the word that I want to use isn't in my brain right now. Uh, okay. So, yeah. when we think about, like, movement through the spectrum, when you take, Let's just go to the extreme. Um, concurrent disorder, substance use disorder, uh, maybe um, poverty, hidden poverty, homeless, you know. Um, so that's our disenfranchised citizen. And then we yeah. have, you know, by definition, homeowner, job, tax paying, uh, consumer, uh, children, property, citizen. Right. So as we like North America, capitalist society, that that's your citizenship markers. You don't have any of those things and you're struggling to be a citizen. Uh, and yeah. so the idea as healthcare professionals, as people working with um, other human beings, and I want to say so important that we are human beings that work with human beings serving human beings. Okay. And I think that that is so important to keep in the foundation of what we're doing and why we're doing it, because it's so easy to get caught up into how we compartmentalize and make sense of other people by dehumanizing them and putting them into brackets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, we so maybe like each individual has its own individual goal, and those goals might change over over the course of a lifetime many times. But when we meet people, you know, harm reduction to me is about one thing and one thing only, and that is connection. Yeah. It's about making connections to build relationships so that you become a trusted agent when the time comes that change is desired. Yes. Okay. So if that means if I'm giving you clean rigs, it should come with a conversation. Or, or I would prefer that I, if it was me, I want to be making nothing else, right? Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. you know, let's let's humanize all the way. So it's like, you know, like maybe maybe I've been seeing this person for six years in a harm reduction capacity, and they come to me and say, "Listen, I'm sick of this. Uh, you know, it's time. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm going to hop on a referral. Now, of course, 
the system isn't very good with that because you know, I have no. to tell them, well, great, you're congratulations, you're on a six month wait list, you know, like, but it is what it is. So the yeah. idea is like keep yeah. them going through that 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 paradigm or that um, spectrum of um, really like life of fulfillment. We call it recovery. I'm not my favorite term, but whatever you want to mm -hmm. call it, or or self actualization is ultimately the goal. Okay, so, um, you know, you know, and, and basically, like, I think Jason and Lisa were, were talking about similar things. And like, it's interesting to me how Jason's perceptions has expanded by being in the work. Uh, yeah, and how he's had yeah. to almost evolve himself in order to be effective as a mental health professional. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, that's a I think that's a common trait, especially for people coming from the abstinence world uh, of recovery, where, you know, in the old days, it was steps or die and like yeah. you know like yeah you know so like you know but what, what if you know if you look at like other countries where they have like so oh yeah that's one thing that was really getting to me about the the safe supply but i'll come back to that uh so in other countries i think switzerland in the 1980s their number one epidemic was uh, uh spread of the aids virus through intravenous needles yeah yeah so that became number one their political agenda so they introduced legal regulation and uh -huh. you could literally go and get heroin from your doctor. You go in the morning and get heroin from your doctor and you go, you can go any time, as many times as you want in a day. And so yep. people in the first two weeks started going like 10 times, but then they started to get jobs and they started to get their life together and they were functioning heroin addicts, if you can believe yeah. it. So when you take the stigma away and the criminality away, there's more opportunity to human flourishing, which is ultimately the goal. So whether, you know, like in, you know, like free market idealism, it's like whatever you put in your body is your business. Yeah. It's, it's, if you're not hurting other people, why would that be legal? Yeah. yeah. Now make yeah. it illegal and all of a sudden people are hurting other people, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, based yeah. on illicit market, no regulation, all, all the, the introduction of yeah. violence, guns. Like we're not, you don't go to school and learn, you know, get a degree in drug dealing. Yeah, you go yeah. to your street corner. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. And so, like, and I think the same. Personally, I think the same with, with sex trade. I think that that should be legal, regulated, and educated. Yeah, um, yeah. it's I mean, the oldest profession on the planet. You know, like, uh, <laughs> so the stigma, the stigma Obviously, around we're not going to make it go away. Why are we just you know taking it on? Exactly then, right. right. Yeah. Like, yeah. like right. Yeah. America's number one enemy is drugs. Like, are you kidding me? Like, it's like <laughs> saying America's number one enemy is tables. You yeah, know, like right. an yeah, inanimate, inanimate object. object. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like so, so. Uh, and then so then so they talk about safe supply, which to me is just a, a butchering of a term. There yeah. is no such thing as safe supply. Okay, it should like for example, they're not called safe injection sites anymore. They're called supervised consumption consumption sites because there's nothing yeah. safe about it. So that yeah. is completely misleading. And the people that I've talked to, which are many uh, that have been um, on that program or experienced it, all say the same thing. It, the, the morphine has no legs. Yeah. Like it, right. it doesn't do shit. Once you're in the throes of fentanyl addiction, that's. Yeah. yeah like, right. yeah. You know, and like, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You talk about a band aid. Like, it's not even a band aid. Yeah. No, it's not even. You know, that, right? and, and we, we know. Well, it is because they end up diverting that supply for cash so that they can go get the real band aid, and that is street fucking fentanyl. And that's my right? point. You know, You've created yeah. another market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Or another happened, source. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, and, and look, and this is what I mean. It's never going to work here unless we go all in, and that's my opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't. This half-ass stuff. Does it worked in Switzerland because they went all in? But the political yeah. in, the political landscape will never allow that to happen in Canada. Oops. Oops. Hold on. Yeah. A little excited there, did you? <laughs> Different angle. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Just gonna, yeah, it's gonna have yeah. to do. Yeah, my holder's not holding. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so um, you know, the, even when they introduced the four pillars here, it didn't do well because it, it was still they were still walking people down Cordova that were selling f ten pieces. You know what I mean? And, and taking them yeah. to jail like yeah. that is not 
the 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 market. I mean, Portugal's done a good job. They've had, they've had they've apparently they've had some hiccups, and that's decrim. Yeah. Now that's a totally different thing. Like legal, we need. To, I think we need to to dig into the illicit markets, and that's what yeah. we need to really uh, hammer is, is the 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 ones making billions off of this and making it really a violent endeavor and about illegal regulation or yeah. no regulation. In other Fair words, enough, eh? Fair enough. so yeah, I mean, you know, I have lots of thoughts about it, but I, I don't see any other way out of this other than full blown um, legal regulation and, un- and understanding that there's going to be a three year period of complete devastation and failure until it starts to shift the social the social tapestry. And unfortunately, the reality is with our, our system, our current system, political system, that nobody thinks in terms longer than four years, right? So, well, yeah, you think you, know. you go. So if you think it's a complete yeah. three years, it's going to look like a complete failure. Well, you're not getting reelected. Yeah. yeah there, right. there goes your yeah. beach house. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's probably not going to work out that way. So, no, and so, up, you know, right. Yeah. Th- so the bottom line is like all these half measures are going to lead us to the conclusion that everything is a failure and we, we're yeah. going to need more handcuffs and, and tasers and, and prison cells. Right, and right. Uh, that's the only solution that that. So, like, if you look at the way that they they've been marking success of the war on drugs, it's been by bus, like how quantities that they busted. Yeah, which, which to me right. is let's let's look at the failure ludicrous. of the war on drugs and look at our prison numbers. How about we do that? Right. All right. <laughs> like, yeah, let's look at yeah. three million yeah, right. plus in the United States, and they have three hundred sixty-five yeah. million people in their country. There isn't yeah. three million prisoners in China who has over a billion people. That's twenty percent of the population, right. and then and yeah. most of them, I mean, sixty or seventy percent of them are are not Caucasian. not white males. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, yeah predominantly um, African American and and um, and. We can speak to the system for a second. Actually, there's a couple things I wanted to talk to with you today about. Right, one of them I have talked to you about offline. The other I did not. Jess, who I spoke about with in previous episodes, um, this is my night last night, one o'clock in the morning. Here's how it starts. I get a message from Jess. Finally, she's at home with her mom. I've spoken about Jess, somebody that I went to go see before I left for Thailand. Was terrified for her. I was super concerned about her well-being, you know, being a sex worker and the struggle, like having to climb a mountain every day to get your mountain climbing deer to start your day, right? Like that, that's, that's her life. Um, and then I lost track of her for, for four days. She hadn't been online. It was terrifying. It was two days when I mentioned it to you, it turned into yeah. four days. Nerve-wracking. Then I finally got a message from her mom saying that she had talked to her after freaking her mom right out by messaging her. It was this guy, right? And, of course, her being mm-hmm. a sex worker and this beautiful girl, it's not uncommon to have guys that pretend to be looking out for her own good and are really being predatory, and, and you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So her mom was really had her guard up. They're indigenous. So now you got this white guy that's calling in. and like, You know what I mean? There's all sorts of trust issues that go along with that. Oh, yeah. So finally... One o'clock this morning, I get a message from Jess. She's at home with her mom. Okay. And oh my god! Right? Yeah. I just I bawled. I just bawled like a baby. You know. Um. Got on the got on a video chat with her for like two hours. Just just had some connection with her and just felt so much better about life in general. And then, then it comes. So I made it a, a reel yesterday. You probably haven't seen it, Ryan. Um. Close friends of mine in Calgary, very, very close friends of mine. Their family is, uh, well, you know, they have, she has a niece that's, that's, it's been a rough go for her. Day before yesterday, they find her camped out in a car behind her parents' place. She had been there for at least three days, unresponsive, soiled herself, blue, gray in color. They call the ambulance. They come to take her away to what's the Sheldon Schumann Center downtown and told, wait till tomorrow. There's nothing we can do. We're just going to take care of her. Go home, get some sleep, you know, get in touch tomorrow. We'll start making a plan. Police had given them some options about getting her committed into psychiatric care. So they did. They did everything they were told to do. And they, with the message I woke up to today was they called Sheldon Schumer. Sheldon said, there's never anybody here by that name. What the fuck are you talking about? They go into panic mode. If you can imagine... If you can just imagine this poor mother and aunt freaking out, called every hospital in Calgary. No, not here. What the fuck are you talking about? So finally, she calls back to the Sheldon Schumer. Oh, she was here. She was released at 5.30 yesterday. She was admitted at one in the afternoon, unresponsive. 
mm-hmm. and you released her at 5.30 in the evening. After telling yeah. her family, you would look after her. After telling her that you would take care of the paperwork tomorrow that would look at getting her committed. And then you released her at 5.30. Because what? Because she chose to get released? Discharged? Right? And I'm they pissed the off. Bed for, they, needed, they needed the bed for somebody that wasn't an addict. No <clears> doubt. <throat> no doubt. And I'm pissed off about it. And I said in the mm-hmm. video I posted on social media the day before that we were going to follow the situation of the good or the bad. And maybe it's an opportunity. Maybe it's an opportunity to see what the system can do when somebody, you know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe. And I was, I was some, I was cautiously optimistic. Now I'm just <laughs> pissed off and, and it's going public. And, and I'm going to make this, this is the case now that Ash is awesome gets in behind and says, what in the actual fuck is going on? So, right. That you happens know. every day. I know it does. I know it does. You know, and it, Every you got to take day, one case to, make it, to show people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. You, well, you got to make a case of one to show people because otherwise it's overwhelming and the numbers, it's too easy to show apathy when you're looking at statistics and all that. Now, that and you need, people you make need mistakes. Like 80% of the vote no. to care. Yeah. Right. People yeah. make mistakes, but that unnecessary trauma, somebody better address that too for that family. Hours yeah. this morning, hours this morning in your part of the world, right? This evening in mine, <clears throat> spent trying to track down what the hell happened with their daughter, their niece, calling every single well, hospital to find out, no, no, no. So that's a trauma that's over and over again is happening to these people. And, and, those, and those people you know, can probably go get counseling, but it's not covered under MSP. So maybe. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. here we are. So I, I'm, I'm pissed off and I'm going to make like, this is, this is the thing we're going to talk about now and in, in social media anyway, and it's, it's going to get loud and I'm going to do everything I can to bring attention to this shit show. And God forbid, if something happens, they don't have any idea where she is now. They don't have any idea. It's fucking winter in Canada, folks. You know, they just found her in a car for three days, almost mm-hmm. arguably almost dead. I mean, how far off a dead are you if you're living in a car in Canada anyway, right? In winter. Yeah. Right. You know, you're you're a couple wow. bad hours away from from passing at any given point. You know. Right. East of the Rockies, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. So yeah, that happened. That that was my night last night. I didn't get a lot of sleep. <laughs> well, I didn't get any sleep. I'll be honest with you. So. Uh, yeah. it's typical. And I I promised myself that I was going to do some laps in the pool, get grounded before I picked up my phone every day, and, and instead I picked up my phone in the middle of the night, and that's how it went. So. I had to, uh, I've, I've already recorded a reel on that, but I think I'm going to re-record when I'm in a better state of mind as I am now, right? I was flipping the fuck out this morning, let me tell you. Right? you know, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty angry about it. But, you know. <clears throat> yeah, that's, I mean, you know, oh, man. it is, uh, I, you know, like, I don't, I'm, I, you know, dealing with these systems. <clears throat> Here's the thing, there's no one to, there's no one to blame. You, no, no. you blame a, second cousin of Harvey the rabbit like yeah. it's a well that's the problem though that is the corporate problem. entities maybe that don't be. exist they're sociopathic like you can't blame the nurses because they're burnt out yeah apathy is their yeah. only choice they're overworked they're underpaid they're understaffed yeah you know the these these the properties and the real estate prices doctors or, or hospitals need to get people in and out in and out in and out to make their mortgage yeah, to make their right. payroll like it's just so embedded and intertwined and yep. so screwed up that none of it it's all in, in contrast to the human spirit that's my problem with capitalism ultimately is that yeah, it is enough, exactly man. the antithesis you know. of what the human spirit is which is about to connect now, now that said that said my friend <clears throat> situation like this ends here. up in front of our very dear friend dr lisa that's not how this plays out so my point is that maybe there should be somebody to blame. Maybe the, maybe the <laughs> yeah. doctor that allows that discharge to happen should take the blame or I, the I focus, agree. right? You know what I mean? Well, because it's got to start, somebody somewhere has to start owning what the fuck is going on. And, well, our, at, and Dr. They, Lisa they, is a great example of somebody who's doing that, right? She's bucking the system. It, She's, you they know, did it with ahead. Oxycontin. It's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, Oxys now aren't easy to get. No, but no. I had migraines in 2008 and got Oxys. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean. So yeah. there was penalty. That's crazy, eh? Like that's just, just it, put it that took in perspective. The college man. of of the college of of physicians to start imposing penalties and threatening to take licenses away in order for change mm-hmm. to happen. Yeah, and jail right. time. So because ultimately, some doctors got jail time for their prescriptions. Yep. 
Yeah. But it takes yeah. it takes punitive penalty to make change. It has to impact people in their wallet and in their homes in order to care enough to save some fucking lives. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Right. No, it, don't be sorry. I'm not I'm over I'm not apologizing for anything that comes out of my mouth in regards to this situation. I'm just not. I'm not. <laughs> well, we finally had a win. Finally had a win. Jess was home and you know like I'll I'll focus on somebody cuz that's all I can do. I can't focus on everybody. I can't focus mm-hmm. on anything really. So I'll focus on one person. We got a win, man. We got a win. And then not even 3 hours later I get that goddamn message. Oh, I ain't fucking apologizing nobody for nothing. You know, I'm just not. No yeah, so that's why I always say we gotta yeah. we gotta yeah. enjoy the wins while we have them because they ain't gonna last. Yeah, right, right. Not so, to be too pessimistic. When we understand the landscape of what we're up against, yeah. it's yeah. I, I personally believe if people really understood what we were up against, most people wouldn't even try. And yeah. you know, right. you know, you know. I think I, I tell you, man. I wonder myself. I still do. You know. So direction and purpose are, are important in my life, and it's probably the thing that really keeps me in it because I need to have that in mm-hmm. order to flourish. So it's it's not selfless by any standard, right? But you know, it's, but, it, honestly, you know, if if we don't do it, who's gonna? Yeah, so yeah, right. And that's the challenge, man. That's the challenge. You know, yeah. I know. Give, uh, Chelsea Hewell, you know, she said, said, I, I said, there's lots of work to do, and Chelsea said, but we're doing it. You know, and it's a real good point. Good point, right? Chelsea from Trap House testimony said that. So, hey, listen, yeah. why don't we get into mailbag? That works yeah, for you? I wanted to. A, I wanted to. Yeah. So, so I just, just, I want to put a pin in. Uh, maybe I think it's time to. I know we we talked about this a long time ago, and I, and I think I'd like to get this in in one of these, uh, just based on what I heard on the ramble, uh, yeah. talking more a little bit more about boundaries and and, and enabling and the difference. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, you know, if I get into that now, we're going way over. Uh, mm. So I. So how about I this? Like how to, about this? Let's make a promise to the listeners, watchers, supporters to say next week, next Wednesday, tune in because we're going to talk about boundaries right we're going to talk yeah. we're going to talk about how to manage that and or some what some ideas are. on how to manage that yeah what what boundaries really are of course yeah we've we've touched on this in in previous episodes but we have a lot of new listeners since and you know a lot a lot of things yeah, have happened like, since then so i feel like last when we talked about that it must have been like episode 50 or something like yeah right so it's a long time ago so let's definitely actually, uh, so, i will i want to i will quote ahead. It's my. It was uh, my friend Rachel that said, "Hey, I'd like to hear more about that." And I was like, "Well, actually, we talked about this many episodes yeah. ago." So, yeah. uh, having said that, I don't even know. Very if different you show f- back then, right? Yeah, yeah, and that, like it was before yeah. video, and I, I don't, I don't yeah. even know if you can yeah. get it on the website. To be honest, I think it only goes back uh, to it, it'd be there for certain. So. But yeah, let's let's just do a, a redo and do a better job because we're better at our jobs now. How's that sound? So, sure, if you're yeah. listening, folks, that that's what will be on the table for next week. Um, promise get into it much earlier and uh not be not just be sitting around bullshitting but again like I, those are some of my favorite conversations so you know um take for a quick break and we'll get into the mailbag seeking a path to heal from trauma discover yatra center in phuket thailand yatra specializes in emdr eye movement desensitization and reprocessing a groundbreaking therapy transforming lives globally why choose Yatra? Nestled in the tranquility of Phuket, Thailand, Yatra offers both online outpatient services and immersive residential programs. Their expert therapists ensure that traumatic memories are processed, becoming less intense and more manageable. Research-backed and globally recognized, Yatra's EMDR approach doesn't just ease the pain, it targets the very core, facilitating deep healing. Whether you're at home or at their serene center, Yatra paves your way from trauma to tranquility. Don't let the past overshadow your present. Choose Yatra. Transform pain into strength and step into a brighter future. Visit yatracenter.com and embark on your healing journey. Into the mailbag. Okay, so we are back from the break. Uh, Ryan, I got a few questions queued up for you here. They are, um, oh, they look like decent questions too. So, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. I feel like we should have some sort of sound effect right now for mailbag. You know, twenty dollar no, 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 no. words. Uh, yeah. What's that? Twenty dollar words. Yeah, <laughs> there you Cha-ching. go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. I know uh, they have Who's a song. Mail? Right. The show Ooh, I watch the called the uh, AOL sound effect. Sorry, I just occurred to me. Yeah, well, there you go. That's, uh, that's what yeah, we're. They, they have a, they have a sound effect in one of the shows I watch with the mailbag, and it's like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's got to be like Homer Simpson or something singing mailbag. It's your mailbag. I don't know. Anyway. Really, eh? 
Well, yeah. maybe I'll try and hack They're out that. there. Yeah. 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 I'll, you know, I'll find it if it's out there. Okay. Okay. All right. Alex in Seattle, Washington says, do I do these a radio voice now? Is that a thing after the yeah, after sure. live feed? Right. I always like the radio voice. I feel like we're not taking them seriously when I do that. So, I'm not so then don't. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> I'm Alex from Seattle. I've been in recovery for two years now, but I still struggle with feeling isolated from my friends and family who don't understand my journey. How can I bridge the gap and rebuild these important relationships while staying true to my path? That's a great question. Okay. Um, struggle with feeling isolated is, well, that's the breeding ground for addictive tendencies or maladaptive coping uh, measures, mm-hmm. as I would yeah, rather that's... put it. But... Apparently, those words are big sometimes, so I'll say what I said first. Okay. Uh, whatever we look for, we're going to find. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. All right. Okay. What I'll say, Alex, is, is like, like there we can always find commonalities. Um, so uh, what I would say is separate yourself from difference. Um, it, you know, it's not about people not understanding your journey because really, like, we can always find people that don't understand us and still get along. I think it's more important to, to start investing in the things that, that are connectable, you know, like, um, so like I, I remember hmm. time and I'll speak to like personally, um, where it was like, I couldn't, I couldn't be around the people that I was consistently around for so many years. So what I did is I like golf and play hockey and baseball and, um, and so I found the commonalities of those people. So instead, I would hang out with my friends. We'd go golfing. And it would be four hours or five hours together on a golf course, uh, you know, catching up, having a good time without any of the usual drinking this and, and snorting that and smoking that. You know what I mean? So, like, uh, I think, and, you know, and I'm not saying it has to be golf. It could be intrinsic in nature, just about um, what what are these things that make us connect? Well, again, like, isolation is about closing off. It's not the outside world. It's the inside state. And so how am I creating an openness to the world or vulnerability to be able to give access to who I am and, you know, possibly what I'm going through? Because I mean, when we get past that hump of like, I'm different than them. um, And and we start to look at, I'm the same as them with these other characteristics. Now we have the opportunity to learn from one another. And it's, it's it's in our similarities that we find connection and it's in our differences through that connection that we find growth and we learn. And so I would say, like, uh, I'd say stop focusing on what's different and they don't understand. Maybe it's more about um, seeking, again, that seeking to understand. So if I'm seeking to understand them, they're going to probably seek to understand me instead of me seeking to be understood. And so what if it's not an intentional thing, I think that just happens when you become that person. I agree. And it's, it's not, and it's not malice. It's not, um, you know, you're not, we're not out to, but it's, it's, we're wired to protect ourselves. So of course we look for differences. It's part of our makeup as, as human beings is to defend. And when there's nothing to defend, um, we, our brain, there's an old saying that, you know, my brain's made to, to solve problems. And when it doesn't have any, it makes them. Yeah. Right. So, (laughs) you know, like this is another, it's, it's just like, uh, you know, spending time with these people, doesn't have to be about them understanding what you're going through. It can be yeah. about spending time with people. Right. You know, uh, you know, we 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 don't all wear the same color shirt every day. It doesn't mean we don't get along. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. so I think right. it's like you find what you're looking for. I mean, if you're looking to be connected, well, if, if you're looking to find connection, you will. Sorry, yeah. what was that? I said unless you're a blood or a crypt. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just say. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Well, how to do the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, um, so to build, I, I would say, I, I, the term rebuild these bridges, I think, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Why build a new bridge? Why rebuild right, an old there one? There you go. How do I bridge this gap and rebuild these important relationships? Well, yeah, you so, know what? He said that pretty good. You said that pretty good. Yeah. So how do you bridge the gap? Start seeking to understand. Look yep. for connectables instead of disconnectables. Look for yes. why we are similar instead of why we're different. And well 
Yeah. And I would I would invest in, you know, the emotional connection with other human beings as an evolutionary state of being. Like I will answer, become man. more by appreciating. Yeah. So that which appreciates appreciates. If I appreciate that they don't understand instead of instead of resent it, then yeah. I'm more likely to yeah. uh, be become more connectable. And with Fair that, enough. Alex, I hope yeah. that answers your question. I'm getting the old mm-hmm. cane off the <laughs> off the stage. <laughs> We know. So, we just know I mean, how it is, right? All right, all right. <laughs> Thank you for that question, Alex. And, I, and again, yeah, Ryan's right. I, I hope uh, I hope he did a good job answering that for you. I, I feel like he probably did. So, moving on, Emily in Toronto says, "Hello, Ryan. This is Emily from Toronto. I recently started my recovery journey, and I am finding it hard to deal with the stigma associated with addiction, especially at my workplace. What advice would you give for handling these kinds of situations and maintaining my dignity and self respect?" <laughs> uh Emily, me too. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. Like, I just got asked to sit on a board uh, in in the city I live in, specifically about addiction, or about sorry, not about it is about part of it's about addiction, but it's about stigma. It's about stigma yeah. for uh, racism, intersectionality. Um, homelessness, drug addiction, mental health. Uh, anyway, so... Um, when you say intersectionality, what do you mean by that? Intersectionality is... Oh, you're going to make me explain that? I'm going to give you the... the proper... The Wikipedia, honestly. Yeah. yeah, the meaning. Okay. Uh, t- the interconnected nature of social categorizations such as race, class, and gender as they apply to given individual or group regarded as creating overlapped overlapping or or sorry and interdependent systems of discrimination and disadvantage through an awareness of intersectionality we can better acknowledge the ground differences among us so where in, where races meet where beliefs different beliefs meet and they cross okay. and and so okay. it, it it's a contact point of different cultures or different races or different genders and how we apply whatever it is that we apply to it, whether it be understanding, whether it be seeking to be an ally, or whether it be discrimination. And, you know, and okay. so, like, uh, yeah. I think about it as, like, uh, how about a black woman in the workforce? Like, there's intersectionality yeah. every day in her life mm-hmm. uh, as she goes to work and is, you know, treated differently, underpaid, you know, system, personal, all this kind of uh, um, discrimination. And so how do we handle that intersectional point of existence? Yeah. So, yeah, not to go on a run there, but uh, I want to go uh, back to Emily's stating. I I think like when we're, when we're, um, when we're in the workplace, it's like, um, I know, so we have to, I think it's important to have a strong sense of self as we're in this, you know, our own journey Our, our journey is ours. Our reality mm-hmm. is ours. It has its own fingerprint. And so I can have a, a boundary around what I'm okay with uh, being around or discussing and, and what I'm not. And so, like, um, I, I look at it as, like, you know, the, the choice to educate. For example, today we were talking and the word overdose came up a few times. And I thought, you know, we're, we're, a, we're a group about stigma and we're using a term that reinforces stigma. I just – I asked to challenge the term. And, and, and I asked that we use the term – drug poisoning based on the same things we've talked about. You never hear about someone with an alcohol overdose. And so how, how that term splits alcoholics from drug addicts being different, which it's a, it's a malady. Like it's legislation. Right. Yeah. And it's also, it's also, it's born in racism to be all, all, to be honest. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, so don't don't, don't go down that rabbit hole right now. Okay. I won't. Um, but so how do we, (laughs) so, but you know, I like the words dignity, respect, um, self-respect. Uh, so I I would just be firm in my, and articulate in my message. It wouldn't be aggressive. Mine might be, but, uh, I, I wouldn't recommend that. Um, you know, I would just be, uh, firm in my boundaries and, you know, that's not, something I'm comfortable with discussing or um, for me, it's probably like, you know, I find that comment ignorant and don't say that shit around me again, but no. The best way to, to slaughter anybody in, in, in a disagreement is just to do well. Yes. Right? Keep showing yeah, up and- at work. Keep doing your job. Keep, keep showing people that what 
right? Like, what are, what are you stigmatizing here? You know what I mean? That's the best way to kick it. Kick yeah, ass, you know? and I, I completely agree with that. I think, you know, carrying ourselves at a high standard as well, it, it, it increases our confidence and our, our intrinsic yeah. resources like self-esteem, self-worth, self-respect. And so, yeah, I think um, stand, know who you are. Uh, I'd say say what you mean, mean what you say, stand behind what you believe. Don't make, don't apologize for your beliefs. Right. True story. True yeah. story. Good. Uh, I hope, Emily, okay. that helps. So thank you very much for that. Now we have a question from Michael in Austin, Texas. Hey, Ryan. Michael from Austin here. No. <laughs> Mike, I did it. Okay. No. <laughs> sorry, Michael. Do that. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Michael. I am very sorry for that. You know what, Michael? You win radio voice question of the day just because I, <laughs> I, because I am as a dick. So I'm going to do the radio voice for your question. Hey, Ryan. Michael from Austin here. I've been sober for five months now, and I'm curious to find out about new healthy ways to cope with stress that used to lead me to substance use. Could you share with me some effective strategies or practices that work for you and others that you've counseled? Yeah, okay. Radio big, voice of the day question goes to. You, big winner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Someday I'll have, like, prizes for people, but right now, radio voice is best to get. So, yeah. yeah. So, I, first thing I'm going to say to this is I'll, I'll – I'll, and I'm going to use a profanity because it was a title of one of our episodes. Fuck the noise. And so, yeah, right. uh, I, you know, when we think about these stresses, it's like, let's qualify them as stresses first. Like, is this actually stress or is this just noise? Is this adding to the hum in the background that always makes me anxious and uncomfortable? And so, um, you know, when, when, uh, uh, if we think about healthy ways to cope, it's just like first anything I need to do is ground. I need to be present in my own existence. I need to I need to gain the self awareness so I know that what choices I have, and those choices are fuck the noise. It's a choice. I'm taking this thing and I'm looking at it and going, is this important? Is this fit in to the trajectory of my goal of life or what I'm trying to do or what I'm trying to accomplish? And if it doesn't, it's noise. Let it go. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? And so yeah. like that's like I don't know ninety percent of stresses. Like even when it comes to a job, it's just a job, you know. Yes. You, yes. You're you're employable because you have one, so yeah. you can probably get another one. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Everything will be fine. EI is not great, but it doesn't last forever. You know, you know like yeah. uh, so. Like yeah. it's just. It, and then the other thing, I, honestly, what I like to do, and it's, I don't know if I can, I don't know if this is something I want to promote, but I worst case scenario, what's the yeah. worst thing that can happen here? Mm -hmm. I get mm -hmm. fired. Oh no! Like I've never done that before, <laughs> you know. Like <laughs> from every job I've ever had, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like how big of a and, it, and if it is a big deal, then I would say support, get vocal, get vulnerable, be with whatever yeah. it is you're with. Allow those emotions to process. Let them do their job. If it is a, a psychodynamic stress that is it, it's probably not important and it's probably noise and it's probably you know it's probably mm -hmm. creating this uh psychosomatic disconnect an interruption of, of of rhythm and so right. uh yeah. so that's i just want to let that go and get back to like you know not a big deal i can deal with it i've been through this before or i haven't been through this before but i'm pretty confident in myself and there's no such thing as failure as long as i'm trying you know what i mean so sorry yeah. um yeah, yeah i mean just really it's it's like Stress, stress is, it, we experience it as a hormone, cortisol. And so in order to get those levels down, the, the physical part is, the first thing I guess I should have started with this, take a deep breath, get as much oxygen in your blood as possible. Diaphragmatic breath reduces cortisol, which makes stress go down. Yes. From there, we can yes. set, decide what the options are, have it, make a choice, mm -hmm. live in the freedom associated with that choice. I usually yes. say, fuck the noise. It doesn't matter. It's not actually a big deal. Yeah. And exactly. if I worst case scenario, exactly. worst case scenario, I'm still okay. You know what I mean? So everything from there, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Right, my man. Look at that. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. That's a, that's an episode. Yeah, hey. Um thank you, Michael. Sorry for trying to make fun of your <laughs> Texan accent. I didn't I did it terribly. I would not anyway, call it a Texas so. accent. No, uh, good point. Good point. Yeah. I, I think you're safe. Sorry think... for trying to use a stupid voice yeah. to, to read your question. I think it was too bad to even be offensive. No, but I made up for it. He got radio uh, voice of the day, right? So yeah, he did. Yeah, that's what we're handing out for prizes these days at the Ash Sauce Podcast. So anyway, hey, listen, uh, that brings us to my favorite part of the show, and that is the daily gratitudes. Today's daily gratitudes are brought to you by something a little bit different. 
Uh, one of the things I am so grateful for is the help and support that I have received uh, through the GoFundMe page in order to get here to Thailand and to uh, begin my new journey here. Um, for those of you that aren't aware, I came to Thailand to take advantage of a scholarship that was offered here at the Yacha Treatment Center uh, to address some of the traumas that um, even now after a year being in sobriety, which is just not that long, um, and, and you know, building the platform and, and trying to help people as much as I have and living, breathing recovery for this last year as, as we built the, you know, the, the podcast grows and, and our audience grows and we're trying to help people. Um, some of the big T trauma stuff that I faced in my last couple of years of active addiction, it's actually quite debilitating. Further than that, um, I, I don't even know what kind of stuff I want to start addressing after I've, my journey moves on here at through Yacha Center. The thing is, is I'm not coming home. I'm not going back to Canada. I'm here to stay. Right? I'm here to stay because it's a, it's a sustainable way to, to keep doing the podcast. Um, at the end of the day, in Canada, I was making much less money than, uh, than social services would have paid me had I chose to go that route. And that said, out of that money, I still had to cover my expenses for the podcast, and etc., etc. So um, I, I was living a very, um, very hard life that way financially. So it, it just made sense to stay here in, in, in Thailand, where the cost of living is so much cheaper. Just before I left, uh, one of my sponsors has had to pull out. I, I won't say the name of it. Um, but they, they've just, they're broke, right? The landscape in Canada has meant that, uh, that there's a lot more competition because people are taking advantage and, well, I don't want to get into it. But anyway, uh, my sponsor is broke. I'm continuing to advertise for that person, for that sponsor, um, because they helped me out in a time when uh, I, they didn't need to help me. They didn't need the, the extra business. Well, now they do, and so you know, I'd be remiss if I, if I could to try and drive some, some business to their, their facility. But that said, I find myself on the other side of the world trying to figure out how I'm going to make it. Um, I'm a little nervous at the same time. I know things will just fall into place if I keep, you know, doing the right thing, making good choices, living a good life, helping people. Um, I, have, I have found that life has a way of coming full circle and that I'm going to be okay. However, um, I do have to ask, you know, the GoFundMe page is still going. I never even came close to my goal before I left. So if you can find it in your hearts to give a little bit, I so much appreciate that. Uh, $10, $25, $100 have changed my life here because it goes so very far. And remember, um, I'm here to continue the work that we're doing, to continue spreading that message, that you are loved message, that message of inclusion, message of hope. And I can't imagine myself doing anything else. That's why I just moved halfway around the world with everybody I know and everything I know because it's just too important to me. So, um, if you can't help out sharing the GoFundMe, it's on the Facebook page, of course, um, means a lot to me as well, you know, to, to help get that word out. So anything you can do would be much appreciated. And uh, that's enough for me rambling on. Uh, let's get into our Daily Gratitudes. Thanks for listening. Back to the show. Daily Gratitudes. What you got for us today, Ryan? Oh, of course, beautiful family. Um, uh, yeah, so supportive and awesome. Um, I'm... Um, you know, I'm extremely grateful for people in my life that allow me to be me without the need to change who I am. And I think few and far between, but they are certainly powerful and impactful. And uh, there are a few of them that are close to me that, um, uh, you know, I fact is I probably wouldn't be here without them. And I certainly wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without them. So, uh Yeah people i'm grateful for people that's a good one to be grateful for mm -hmm. i am grateful for a monsoon that has ended and an incredibly beautiful day that has emerged trust in the emergence because it is beautiful out there trust wow. in the emergence i like it there you go right <laughs> yeah, i am still thankful for bougie water bottles yeah i need some of those look at this one ghetto Get, look at you, classic. But I used to have those, and then my mom got a job, right? <laughs> yeah, bougieing it up. Even the one plastic water bottle I have in my room is like, like, looks bougier than the one you got, right? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So anyway, well, it probably is. That's the one yeah, you'd like yeah. spit your chewing tobacco spit in. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm also. I am thankful that Jess made it back to her family. 
as am I. Unbelievably grateful. You no, know, no jest. But I get, uh, yeah, right, right. I am thankful for every bit of support I get, emotional, financial, all of it. It's just the most amazing situation. Everybody here at Yatra, man, this place is nuts. It's like, ah, did I tell you about the food? Yeah, but you can't. I don't again. like spicy food. So they changed the menu because I shouldn't be stressed out about lunch. Right? <laughs> you didn't tell like, me that. No, true story, man. Yeah, there's always a special plate with Chris on it because I don't like spicy shit. It's just the most amazing thing. Wow. Yeah. So anyway. Hey, uh, so um, well, that should be interesting. Just got a message from our friend Jason McMillan. Um, mostly, well, not mostly, uh, lastly, I am thankful to each and every watcher, listener, and supporter. All of you guys are amazing. Please keep doing what you're doing. Smash the subscribe button wherever it might be. Yeah, there you go. Um, like, comment, share. You know what you got to do. Every time you do any one of these things, you're getting me a little bit closer to living my best life. My best life is to make a humble living spreading the message. The message is this. If you're in active addiction right now, today could be the day. Today could be the day that you start a lifelong yatra. Reach out to a friend, reach out to a family member, call into detox, go to a meeting. I don't care. Do whatever you got to do to get that journey started. This is so damn much better than the alternative. And if you have a loved one who's suffering an addiction right now, just taking the time to listen to our show, if you just take another minute and text them, let them know they are loved. Use the words. You are loved. That little glimmer of hope just might be the thing that brings them back. So please don't cry